Amen. I'm telling you. Now, hold on just a second, though. Have you ever had a dry experience in that walk with the Lord? Don't raise your hands. Don't raise your hands. But have you ever had that experience where you're like, just like Pastor David said in the midst of his sermon, where you're, you're, you're praying and you're praying and you're like, Lord, these prayers are going nowhere. They might get as high as the ceiling in this lovely church, and that's as far as they go. Now, raise your hand if you've ever had that experience, though. Have you ever had that? Some of you aren't telling the truth right now. Um, I have had that experience more times than I would like to count. But today, there are some amazing things for us to think about in relation to getting closer to God. It says experiencing His power. That is what I want to chat about for a moment here. And I have some students that are going to be reading some different um, texts as we go through. I'm going to try to do this quickly so that it doesn't take any more than about 45 minutes. Just kidding. Uh, it says sermonette. So we're going to move through this as quickly as we can. But here we are experiencing His power. Now I'm going to tell you that in January I was in the mid of, and I'm still in the midst of, almost at the end of, doing some Bible studies with some people that came to a church that I used to be at, actually up in Washington. Kind of an interesting experience to do Bible studies with three people in about three different locations over the phone. Never done that before. But you know what? God works in amazing ways. But I was in the midst of this Bible study, and there was one of my elders, wait a minute, I haven't prayed, and I need the filling of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love you so much, Lord. You know how empty I am without you. And that means in my life, and that means right now. So, Father, I ask for the Holy Spirit to pour into me in an incredible way. And because you have promised that that will happen, I know that that has happened now. Fill this place with your presence in your name. Amen. So I'm in the midst of this Bible study, and I'm hearing some things coming from an elder that used to be a part of the church that I was in there. And, uh, and I was like, hmm, where are these thoughts coming from? And he's sharing about some ways that he's getting closer to God. Well, we get through with the Bible study, and he writes this nice little email that says, hey, that was a nice Bible study. And here is something I want you to look at. He said, this is the coolest book that I have seen in a while. And I'm hoping that I'm hitting this right. What? Is it connected on top? Oh, there we go. Oh, wait, there's two. Go back, go back. There, no, one. There, no. Isn't technology amazing? I actually like technology most of the time. Anyway, so here we are. Steps to personal revival. And I cannot pronounce this. Are, are there any German speakers in here? Any German speakers? Up in Lodi, there are still a lot of German speakers. It was quite the German community, right? So I'm going to just say this, and forgive me if I slaughter it because I will. I'm going to say Helmut Habeil or something of that nature. He's obviously very German. But here is this book that he told me about. He said, get this book and read it. I'm like, okay, I'll get this book and read it like so many other suggestions. And I start to read this book. And I'm like, wow, there are amazing things in this book. This book starts to share how to truly get closer to Jesus. Experiencing his power. Let's take a look, first of all, at this. And the first person I'd like to read is Dylan. He is a senior. And so, Dylan, if you would come up, this is Proverbs 23, verse 26. Just grab the black mic. My son, give me your heart and let your eyes delight in my ways. Thank you, Dylan. You know, 
Jesus, first of all, really wants us to give our heart to him, right? That is the crux of this whole great controversy is he says, give your life to me. He wants to reclaim it, all right? And I want that black microphone up here and whoever's next, which you'll see because of your slide, I want you to come right up here front and center and to be able to read that. So black mic, ready to go. So first of all, he asks, he says, give me your heart. Now our next text is Matthew 3, 16 and 17, and it's Rennell that's going to come and read this, Rennell Mann, and Rennell is a freshman, Rennell. Next, we will have Caleb, so be ready, Caleb. So, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him, and a voice from heaven said, this is my son, whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Now, this is going to be a fast journey through about eight texts. And then there's going to be a prayer that I want to show you. And hopefully, this will be a help to your spiritual life a little bit, at least half as much as it has been to mine. It's an amazing experience. It's a journey that I'm on. But we can see right here <clears throat> what happened with Jesus in this place. Jesus got baptized, right? He came to John the Baptist. John the Baptist said, I am not worthy to baptize you. And he said, yes, but this is what's supposed to happen. And as he came up out of the water, what happened? I'm, I'm a teacher, and so we're a little participatory here, okay? So, so the Holy Spirit came down on him, right? We see this as such a critical thing right here. Jesus set the example that the Holy Spirit must be in our lives. And if the Holy Spirit isn't in our lives, then we aren't going to be able to get the full blessing of what God has for us. All right, the next text by Caleb. There we go, John 14, 16 to 18 that you can Friends, I will come to you. Okay. So you can see here that Jesus says that he wants to give us that Holy Spirit. He says he is going to leave that spirit of truth. That's what he talks about there. And what I love is he says, I will not leave you orphans. This is part of what he shared with the disciples, right? He said, there's going to come one after me. Because they're like, Jesus, we can't let go of you when he was talking to them and saying, listen, folks, I am going to go. And they're like, you're going to go where? What? What are you talking about? And he said, but... There's a comforter that is going to come, a comforter. Now, Emma, you read this before, but Emma, coming and reading John 14, 13 and 14. And whenever you ask in my name, that I will do, that that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, this is critically important because what must we do in order to get the Holy Spirit? We must ask. And right here, Jesus said to them, listen, if you ask anything in my name, which doesn't say ask for the latest ski nautique, which I would love to have, but that is not what's going to make my salvation sure. It is saying, you ask for anything in my name, and I will give it to you. This is already done if we ask for it. All right. Our next text here is Seth Walcott, a freshman. And by the way, Emma was a sophomore there. So, Seth, on Luke eleven thirteen. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Again, I don't know about you, but I try to give the absolute best to my kids. And sometimes they want a little bit more, and I need to help them understand that they're wanting a little bit more needs to be, you know, changed just a little bit. <laughs> 
So, but I want to give the absolute best to them. And if us, being evil, want to give the best to our own kids or grandkids, how much more the Heavenly Father wants to give the Holy Spirit to us if we just ask. Kyla Machado, a freshman, Ephesians 5, 17 to 19. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Ephesians 5, 17 and 19. Now, there is one aspect of this text that is incredibly important. You know, we, we read that one part there that says, don't be foolish. Understand what the Lord's will is. Don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. But this little line right here, this next line, is incredibly important. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. That be filled is actually in Greek. It's not a one-time, like, fill your cup up. It's like, keep filling, keep filling, keep filling, keep filling. That's what that says. This is an incredible text right here. And I have to admit that I never thought about that way because I got stuck in the whole don't give yourself over to wine and don't give yourself to the sin and all that type of thing. I'm going to tell you, friends, if we give ourselves to the Holy Spirit, we aren't going to have to worry about whether or not we're giving ourselves over to the evil things because the Holy Spirit will be in us, right? That's what's just amazing to me. And I'm so excited about this. Hannah Ziegley, a junior, is going to read 1 John 5, 18. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who is born of God keeps them safe, and the evil one cannot harm them. So just like we were just talking about, if we're filled with the Holy Spirit, then we are going to automatically be taken away from that sin. But I love the last part of that text. It says, the one who was born of God keeps them safe, and the evil one cannot harm them. What an amazing thing that this is. And I don't know about you, I think often about this with Jesus and how Jesus interacts in my life, but what did Jesus give us? He gave us the Holy Spirit to dwell within us. That is our main connecting link to the Heavenly Father. The final text for today is... Acts 1.8. And this is Ian Myers. He's a sophomore. Ian. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So if we're filled with the Holy Spirit, first of all, the sin goes, not because of anything we do, but because of what the Holy Spirit does in us. A very critical thing. I don't know about you, but I used to work very hard at keeping Sabbath, and I still think it's important to honor Sabbath. But if I honor Sabbath on my own power, is that really very good? It doesn't do anything. Because it takes the transformation of the Holy Spirit, and it takes Jesus in my life fully and completely in order to even make my, quotes, good works any good. Then you are ready to share your faith. Now... I'm hoping you will actually look at this book that I have shared with you, The, the Steps to a Re Personal Revival. And here is a prayer that I just want to read for you that actually includes these things because Helmut, or however you say his name exactly, says, 
it is good both to pray, but to pray with promises. And so here are a number of these texts, and in fact, more than we went through, otherwise we'd be here truly for that 40 minutes. But then I want to share a couple of things that have happened in my life since I started to pray this prayer. Here it goes. Father in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus our Savior. You said, give me your heart. I want to do that now by submitting myself to you today with everything I am and everything I have. Thank you that you have already answered this prayer according to your will because your word says that if we pray according to your will, we know that we have already received it. And you also said that you would by no means cast anyone out who comes to you. Jesus said, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? You further said that you would give the Holy Ghost to those who believe in you, who obey you, who let themselves be renewed with the Holy Spirit, and who walk in the Spirit. This is my desire. Please accomplish this in me. For this reason, I sincerely ask you, Father, to give me the Holy Ghost today. Since it is a request according to your will, I thank you that you have given me the Holy Ghost right now. Thank you that I have received your divine love at the same time because your word says the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. I want to say with the psalmist, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. Thank you that I can love my fellow human beings with your love. Thank you that through the Holy Ghost, the power of sin has been broken in me. Please save and protect me today from sin and from the world. Give me protection from fallen angels. Save me from temptations and when necessary, I love this phrase, snatch me and save me from my old corrupt nature. And please help me to be your witness in word and deed. I praise you and thank you for hearing my prayer. A prayer complete with promises. And friends, of course, it has to come from the heart. But I'm going to tell you, I started to pray this prayer and I got permission to be able to share this story. But I went to an education workshop not long ago uh, associated with our conference. And before I went on that workshop, there was one of our classes that was having a little bit of a challenge on some interaction. And we weren't sure what we were going to do. It, actually, it got to a point where it, it, it wasn't going very well at all. And we were like, we've got to intervene. And I'm like, I, I, I try to be a doer, you know, a typical you know, male that tries to be a doer that needs all the females around him in order to get it accomplished. Um, but, but, but I try to be a doer. And, and I was like, God, isn't it time? I've just got to get this taken care of. And, and I was getting real close to the time and so many things that I had to take care of. And I, I'm like, okay, Lord, if, if I'm supposed to take care of this before I go to this workshop, fly away from here and go to this workshop, then, then make that happen. That did not happen. And I'm like, okay, so maybe I'm failing. I went to the workshop. I come back from that workshop. It was good. We had those education meetings together. And I get back, and no joke, within just a couple of days, there are two students out of that class that come to me and say, you know, Mr. Winslow, we would like it if you, maybe another staff, would join us and help us to work through our challenges. Would you be willing to be a part of that? Now I wanted to say yes! 
Because I want to tell you, I've been teaching for like 20 years, and I've never had that experience where students came to me first. And then secondly, I want you to know that I know that was a part of this whole prayer right here because I was saying, Holy Spirit, work in me because I can't do any good. But if you're working in me, good can come. We had that meeting, and I will say that we as a whole church could learn so much from what those young people did there that day. They treated each other with respect. They talked through a challenge. They got to the heart of things. They were real. And I went, thank you, Holy Spirit. And I know he was at work. Now, this is not a side note, but here's another thing that happened about that same time. There was some students. This had nothing to do with me, but I know it was still God working. And that's the way all of this works. If we want revival in our lives and in our church, is the Holy Spirit will have to be at work. And here's what happened. There were four kids that went to a special retreat. And they came back from that special Bible retreat on fire and ready to do the same thing at our school next year. Can you say amen to that? I'm telling you, and you know who you are, because some of you are here, if not all of you, today. And I am so excited because John Winslow means nothing, but the Holy Spirit and Jesus working in our lives means everything. My prayer for you today is that truly you can experience these steps to personal revival. Now, so that you don't think I'm trying to sell a book, you can actually download this for free. And so I'm not trying to sell you anything other than this. It's an easy sell to understand that with the Holy Spirit at the center, amazing things can happen. May God bless us today.